Did you all know that casinos and lotteries make money? They're not charitable organizations. You say, well, the lottery goes to schools. Do you know what schools are teaching these days? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we're gonna continue to answer your Bible questions. The first one is a really good question. A lot of people are wondering, is gambling a sin? And then also they ask, how about sports betting? Something that's becoming more and more popular. I'll address that biblically, and we will help you understand what God has to say about gambling. And then somebody asked, if God foreknows who will reject his offer of salvation, why would he create people he knows will go to hell? Good question, right? And and we're going to talk about that and other questions today as we answer Bible questions from people like you, and I'm excited about that. Hey, don't forget that the entire Answer series is available on a CD set. If you'd like to get that, go to ingraceradio.com or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. Don't forget on Wednesday nights, In Grace Television is going to air on TBN, the largest Christian channel in the world, and we'd love to have you tune in tonight to watch in grace. And tonight our special is Discover Hidden Israel 2 Part 1, which is really exciting because it's called Ancient Secrets of the Jewish Temple. And we were able to go under the Temple Mount, on top of the Temple Mount, and talk about uh, the temple and where it would have stood and also about rebuilding the temple. And we'd love to send the video series to you as well, not just watch it on TBN tonight or watch it on YouTube anytime, but get the entire series on DVD or digital download when you make a gift of any amount to Ingrace. We'll thank you by sending you Discover Hidden Israel 2. Contact us today. The first question that we're going to answer is, is gambling a sin? And a follow-up question, how about sports betting? And I'll ask another follow-up question, how about risky investments? Uh, Cryptocurrency, anybody? So let me try to answer this by telling you a story. When I was 13 years old, my parents somehow allowed me and my best friend, who will be nameless, And they allowed us to go to Six Flags without chaperones. Now, that was back in the days of black and white, and things were a little bit safer. (laughs) And they have, uh, of course, all the rides, which we enjoyed, but uh, they have these games that you play. Wow, games. This is cool. And they had a basketball hoop, and you shoot a basket, and you win an animal. And it never dawned on me that this wasn't something that I should do. And so you give, I think it was a buck, they give you a ball, if you make the free throw, you get a prize. And even if we knew gambling was wrong, to us it wasn't gambling because we were going to make all the free throws. We were basketball players, or we thought we were. And so we come home, I came home, with a bunch of stuffed animals, and I was so proud of myself. Have you ever had this experience? You go home and you're thinking, wow, your parents are going to be really excited about what you've accomplished. And I showed them uh, all of the the, the winnings, and 
my dad said, how did you get those? I said, well, you give the guy a dollar and they give you a basketball and you make the basket. He goes, that's gambling. I said, well, what? You know, you go from like hero to zero quickly. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. So as every good teenager, I went to the scripture and I came back to my dad and I said, do you know there's not one place in the Bible where it says you shouldn't gamble? No, I did not do that. Are you guys kidding me? Are you kidding me? You think I would do something like that? <laughs> even, if I, even if I had done that and couldn't find it in the Bible, I certainly would not have presented that to him. <laughs> uh, he said it's a game of chance and, you know, it's... Now, I'm not, I'm not preaching against that. Here's what I'm preaching against. The, the concept of get rich quick, okay? It's very dangerous, very dangerous. So... Although we cannot find a place in the Bible where it says, thou shalt not gamble, we do find principles in the Bible that teach us that there's real dangers in that type of a, of a life. And of course, we do know that uh, there are many people that have lost everything. Okay, so that's, to me, the problem. It really is a serious, serious problem And uh, I know that because we have an addictions ministry called Simple Steps that we've started. It's a national ministry. And every Friday night, people attend that have lost everything. Okay? So this is a dangerous thing. And it seems innocent and seems small. You've seen those. uh, We I didn't really totally understand what my dad was trying to teach me that day. Except that when I became a dad and I brought my daughter to a restaurant and had one of those claw machines, I suddenly realized how addicting that thing is because she just wanted to throw quarter after quarter in there to win a prize that wasn't worth a quarter. Now with inflation, that's like a $100 bill you're putting in there every time to win something that's not worth a quarter. So these things are a problem, right? So what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible warns us clearly in 1 Timothy 6.10, that there's a danger, it's called the love of money, okay? There's a real danger there. It's actually called the root of all evil. Now, it doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? So there's a warning here. We also know that uh, 2 Thessalonians 3 tells us if you don't work, you shouldn't eat, and this will cure laziness pretty quickly, right? (laughs) It's a principle. God made us to work. And when we, when we work, we earn something. And then with that uh, earnings, we can provide for ourselves and for our families. And so this is a principle that work is, is a, a good thing. And when we work, we earn. And when you gamble, you're not working for what you, what you earn. And then Proverbs 13.11 and other Proverbs tell us, this is wisdom. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. Okay, and by the way, this this is any of those pyramid marketing types of things as well. And did you all know that casinos and lotteries make money? They're, They're not charitable organizations. You say, well, the lottery goes to schools. Do you know what schools are teaching these days? You said, now you're really meddling, Pastor Scudder. Well, listen, listen. I'm just trying to tell you to not be stupid, okay? People, listen, they have rigged everything. And if you start winning, they fix it quickly, right? 
They're making billions of dollars on all of this stuff. Don't get sucked into this. Now gaming is everywhere. It used to be really hard to go gamble. Now it's everywhere. Okay, it's a real danger. It's a real problem. And you know, so, okay, what about sports betting? I, I am such good. I, I understand sports so well, I can make money. I was sitting there thinking about this yesterday, and there was a big football game on. The big football game, it was like probably the biggest college football game of the year. And if you watch Michigan, Ohio. Okay, now here's what all of the wise, all of these people on this stage, this is their prediction. And if you're not able to see this, we have one guy picks Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan, brilliant guy, Ohio State. This is in the pregame, okay? Because if you look at it on paper, you know, Ohio was ranked number two nationally. Michigan was ranked number three nationally. And that would make sense. These guys know what they're talking about. These guys are experts. And they almost all picked Ohio State. Here's the final score. Michigan 45, Ohio 23. Now, I don't really have a horse in this race, except I don't really love Ohio, okay? So what does that leave us? It was a great game, and this really helped my sermon illustration out. So I was praying the whole time, Lord, please help Michigan win handily. <laughs> I think Harbaugh owes me something for that. So Michigan wins and Ohio loses. Most of these people predicted the opposite. So what's the point here? Well, the point is it's really, really risky to do this kind of thing. Now, it's everywhere, and it seems like it's okay if everybody's doing it. Don't be so foolish. Don't be so foolish. Uh, you say, well, what about other things that aren't as, uh, they're not, it's not necessarily gambling, but it's a really, really risky thing, like some investments. Uh, how about cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency, okay? Now, I've been warning people about cryptocurrency. Now, early people that invested in Bitcoin, they did well, and I know people that did well, and I th I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm just saying be really careful. It can be gambling, especially if you got into it later on and, and uh, FTX and everything was happening and everything was being inflated uh, by fraud and also by exuberant, young, not very smart investors. And you can see the, the problem with that these days. So listen, if you want to be wise, we already read you 1 Timothy 6.10 that says the love of money is the root of all evil. And then Paul goes on and says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things. Okay? So what do you flee? You flee that pursuit of quick riches and you follow after righteousness and godliness and faith and love, patience and meekness, okay? So if you want to pursue something, pursue those things, not uh, get rich quick. My dad used to say that people that do that are bad at math, and he's right, because the odds are very stacked against you. And, and some, some ministry leaders, uh, there was this pretty well-known pastor right in our area with a huge church and nationally known. And uh, he got caught or exposed that he was gambling with some other prominent ministry leaders in, in uh, Vegas. They were playing, I think, blackjack. And their excuse was, it's not gambling if you're good. Okay? So just let's not be like that. Let's not go there. Let's flee these things and follow after uh, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. 
Do you want to explore the rich history and fascinating mysteries of the Holy Land? From the breathtaking landscapes to the hidden gems buried beneath the surface, Discover Hidden Israel 2 will transport you to places few have ever seen. With a gift of any amount to Ingrace, Jim Scudder will send you Discover Hidden Israel 2 as his heartfelt thank you. For a gift of $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Discover Hidden Israel 1 and 3. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. If you want to take your exploration to the next level, with a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive Ingrace's entire Israel bundle, featuring a collection of eight captivating video series filmed in Israel. To get your hands on these incredible offers, call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's 800-78-GRACE, or ingraceradio.com. Next question. This is one of those big questions. If God foreknows... Some will reject his offer of salvation. Why would he create people he knows will go to hell? Have you thought of that? That's a great question. And, and this person is correct by saying that God does know who will accept or reject the gift. It says, for whom he did foreknow. So foreknowledge is God knowing ahead of time which people that and all people have had the offer of salvation, but some people receive the offer of salvation. They believe in Jesus. They put their trust in him and the death on the cross and resurrection. They believe in him and are saved, and God knew that ahead of time. And those that he did foreknow, he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. Foreknowledge helps us understand election and predestination, God didn't predestine you to be saved. He predestined you to be what? Conformed to the image of his son. Okay? But he does know ahead of time who will accept and who will reject. And why didn't he just not create those who would reject and only create those who would accept? That's the question. It's a great question. Before the foundation of the earth, before creation, it was the plan of God for the son of God to die for our sins. So this wasn't, God didn't create us, and then we sinned, and I'm like, oh no, what do I do now? He knew we would fall, he knew we would mess up, and he had a plan before creation. When he gave us the ability to choose, and that's how we can experience real love, if you don't have a choice, you don't have the ability to truly love God and to worship him and glorify him. So he gave us the, the free will to choose to believe him, to do what he told us to do, we blew it right away, okay? So when we messed up, it was the plan of God before creation to allow his son to die for us. How do we know that? Well, there's a couple places, but 1 Peter 1.18 says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father, but with the precious blood of Christ, okay, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, and 1 Peter 1.20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. So it was preordained that Jesus would come to die for our sins before creation. So God did know ahead of time that we would fall. God does know ahead of time who will receive his salvation and who won't. Why did he create those who won't? This is a hard question to answer. And I'm not sure if I can give you the best answer, except why did God do all of this? 
if he knew some would reject him. All I know is I'm glad he did create us. I'm glad that I have the chance to experience him. I'm glad that I've had the chance to know him. So in in Philippians 3.10, it says that I may know him. So, So you have the opportunity. And by the way, he gives everyone the opportunity to receive him and to know him. But some don't. Is that God's fault? No. He, he wants all people to be saved. That's his desire. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is working in the hearts of every person for them to come to this realization that, that they're a sinner and they need the Savior too. Is it God's fault that some people say no when he has showcased his glory and his love for all people? And then those that receive him, I'm glad that he did this. I'm glad that he created us with a choice, because now I can know him. And I can know the power of his resurrection. And I can know the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. So this is a big question, and it's a hard question to answer. All I can say is, I'm glad that he gave me the opportunity to believe and to know him. Next question. Since God weaves people together in the womb... In the case of rape, did he intend for that person to be conceived that way? Another great question. And it is true that God does weave people together in the womb. We get that from Psalm 139, 13. It says, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. This word has been translated in other versions as knit, or the idea of being woven, and it all fits uh, we have the word covered because it's the idea of God's protection, but um, the, the, the person in the womb is a person. At the very moment of conception, okay, that is an eternal soul. We, we know that from scripture, but also science, we know that there's, there's something amazing happening at the very moment of fertilization. We know that for sure. So then who are we? Do we have the right to, to terminate that? We don't. We don't have that right. It's a, it's a person. It's a, a human being. And then in the next verse, it says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, and then it talks about verse 15, my substance was not hidden from thee when I was made in secret. So we have this idea that God is, is uh, creating that, that baby, that, that little one in the womb. Uh, and if he did that, and that baby comes about because of a horrible sin, the sin of rape, Does that mean that God was part of that? Here's the answer to this. James 1.13 and many other places in the Bible tells us that God is not the author of evil. Okay, God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. Okay, So if God is not the author of evil, who, who is? Well, it's us. It's Satan. Mankind has, has done a lot of horrible things, and rape is way up there at the top of the list of evil, okay? Because we have done evil, does that mean it's God's fault? No, he gave us the ability to choose. He gave us free will, okay? Now, evil is our fault, but what God can do is take wicked acts and turn them around and make them into something that is good. 
This is hard for us to imagine, and, and this isn't something that God wants rape to happen, but once it does, he can do something that is glorious. Joseph tells us in the Bible, in Genesis 50, verse 20, that what the brothers thought, his brothers, they sold him into slavery, they told the dad that he had died, they actually were going to kill him, and he said, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. So we know that there's this concept of, of God can take something that we've messed up and we've done wrong and there's wicked and evil things and God can actually take that situation and turn it around to something that is good. Now let's go back to this, the issue of rape. Uh, this, this is an emotional issue, but in, in this issue and every other issue related to this, the first person that we must consider is the child, okay? The child is, if there's an issue of rape, the woman is innocent, but even more innocent, if there is such a thing, just as innocent, let's say that, is the child, okay? Is the child. I, I truly believe that we should never punish children for the sins of the father, ever, that's why if there's a child born out of wedlock, we treat that child with all the respect and dignity that any child gets, okay? It's not the child's fault. And so it is with this situation. We need to hear the voice of the innocent child. And so there is a voice, and there's many, many people that speak to this that have been conceived by rape, and now they talk about it. And one such woman, her name is Julie Makima, and she says this, she was conceived by rape, she says this, it doesn't matter how I began, what matters is who I will become. Let's give her a choice, okay? And although it's a horrible, horrible thing, God can still take that and turn it around for good. And, and the people that have been conceived this way, this horrible way, can be used mightily of God, and they're wonderful people. Well, we had some really good questions today. I think some poignant questions, and hopefully we've been faithful to use the Word of God to give you appropriate answers. But we have answers, and that's the wonderful thing about the Bible and about Christianity, biblical Christianity, is we don't have to be afraid of any question. If God is true and He is truth, then we can ask God any question and we can search the Scripture and find answers that are biblical and true. Uh, right before we go today, you've been hearing me talk about Discover Hidden Israel 2. It's one of my favorite series to film in Israel where Dr. Scott Stripling and I go all over the country of Israel. We start at the Temple Mount to give you the ancient secrets of the Jewish temple. We were able to go under the temple and the new tunnels that are open and explore those and then on top of the Temple Mount and explore that and show that to you. So we'd love to send you Discover Hidden Israel 2 with other episodes. One is the city of David, where they found the uh, old, old altar, maybe to Melchizedek, and maybe where David had the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, we went to search for the ancient area in Michmash where Jonathan and his armor bearer defeated the garrison of the Philistines. And we went to ancient Shechem where Joseph is buried and Jacob's well was and where Jesus was. These are really, really exciting episodes and you'll learn a lot about Israel. If you ever get to go to Israel, watching these ahead of time will really help you. And so we'd love to send you Discover Hidden Israel 2 as a thank you for your generous gift to In Grace. If your gift is $35 or more, I'll send you Discover Hidden Israel 1, 2, and 3 
and they're all really exciting. Part three, by the way, is the Seas of Israel, and I jump in a Dead Sea sinkhole to show you fish are now in the freshwater sinkholes on the Dead Sea. You got to watch that one. And then if your gift is $100 or more, I'm going to send you all eight. We call it the Israel Bundle. It includes the Discover Hidden Israel series and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple, the Copper Scroll, and other great, exciting videos filmed in Israel. And uh, we'd love to remind you that In Grace is all about winning souls. And so all these videos have the gospel. You can gift these to people. You can uh, have your kids and grandkids watch them to learn more about the truth of Scripture. And so we'd love to send these to you. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. With a gift of any amount to In Grace, Jim Scudder will send you Discover Hidden Israel 2 as his heartfelt thank you. For a gift of $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series. And with a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive In Grace's entire Israel bundle, including eight video series filmed in Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.